Hey everybody, welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, and we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Roush interviews Bryn Martin, a senior public relations major and president of Quinnipiar, a chapter of the PRSSA. The student-run chapter created the Bobcat Community Campaign to improve the experience for students living in quarantine housing. Bryn gives us the details on the campaign. And she also explains her passion for international travel. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is Bryn Martin. Bryn is a public relations major, and she is also the president of our local PRSSA chapter. Bryn, thank you for joining us at the show. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about PRSSA. Uh, in particular, some of the things that the organization has been doing to make students, I guess, help deal with the pandemic that we're going through right now. So PRSSA is a, it's the public relations student side of America, as you said. It is the student-run arm of the national organization of the public relations side of America. That is um, professionals in the field. I know all of our professors here in the STC department are members of the PRSA. And so the student arm really is uh, made up of chapters all over the nation and really offers professional development. Um, By offering, they have scholarships, they have events. The big thing they have is access to members of PRSA and that includes jobs, internships, networking opportunities and everything like that. And so PRSSA as a whole is just a fantastic opportunity for students to really get involved and just grow as PR students. We here at Quinnipiac are working on, we're calling it Bobcat Community um, with a Q, obviously, but what we're doing is we're really focusing on making the experience of students living in quarantine housing just much more enjoyable. Obviously, we have a fantastic COVID task force here at Quinnipiac, but sometimes the little things such as decorating the dorms they're in or including them in events that are hosting is not quite on the COVID task force radar. And so that's where we come in as PR students. Um, We are hosting what's basically a multi-pronged campaign focusing on um, a donation drive to acquire uh, all these different decoration items, lights, rugs, plants, whatever, what have you, to make the dorms seem a little more homey. I know it can seem so disorienting to have to move and go to quarantine housing and it does, it's not your room. It doesn't feel like you. And so in the midst of trying to take tests and trying to focus on class, being in an unfamiliar setting can just throw you off your rhythm. And so by having the dorms decorated, we can kind of hopefully make it feel a little more at ease. Um, on top of that, we're also working with the clubs on campus. So many different clubs um, and fraternities and sororities included we're not able to host events this year just because they have had to deal with, you know, the code regulations and, you know, trying to figure out sizes for outdoor groups. And then now it's cold. It's been snowing every single day. And so what we're doing is hosting virtual events. And so 
we're going to be hosting our first event probably um, first week of March, but it allows students to participate both virtually and anonymously. And then, so again, this allows anyone, but specifically kids in important housing to still feel involved with Quinnipiac and what we're doing, but not have to show their face or not have to like, you know, let everyone else know that they're in quarantine housing. I know sometimes, unfortunately, there can be a stigma with being in quarantine housing or of getting uh, COVID. And so again, this lets them participate, but without any expectations. Uh, the last two aspects of what we're doing is we're partnering with um, local businesses, uh, stores, restaurants, and all that stuff. Because again, part of what makes going to school here in Hampton so much fun is all the local stores and restaurants we get to go to, especially all the great food. Um, and so I know all these places have been hurting just because they can't have as many people, um, you know, COVID, all the guidelines that keep changing. And so by having or asking them to uh, donate vouchers or discounts, um, as a thank you for students who are living in quarantine housing is a great way for us to thank the students who are following the guidelines and keeping us and the rest of the Hamden community safe, but also giving back to the, these local businesses by encouraging students to go there and participate um, and shop and eat and all the other good stuff. And then finally, again, all this is culminated in a social media campaign that we're also posting on and working with that. And so this sounds like a lot, I know, but- um, It does sound like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it's very- and Very detailed and very involved. <laughs> yes, well, that's the whole thing is that we, like, I know my e-board and, my, and myself included, I'm a senior, two other members of my e-board are seniors, the other two are um, juniors. And so we, we know what it was like to be here on campus when things were normal. And, you know, you saw your friends in the quad and you could walk literally anywhere and there's probably an event going on. You're like, what is this? And I want to join and let's go. And not having that now is tough. You know I mean, obviously there's so many things with COVID that have just made things tough, but through this campaign, we're really hoping, like the name of the campaign is Bobcat Community. We're really trying to capture that sense community and just revitalize that sense of togetherness that you know we had i'm really excited for it we're starting to roll it out i have been working with a lot of members of qu staff um and many members of different clubs um, on campus and everyone i talked to was just so excited about this because again it really allows people to find a new way to get involved and ideally what we'd be doing for all these events and all stuff is encouraging the clubs who want to host their events to do so and we're just giving them the tools to do so um and so it really is again just trying to give back to a community that gave so much to us how did the chapter come up with this idea um so i have to thank uh dr dr hillary cisco for this one um i was in her class last semester and she's on the COVID task force and i was talking to her about events we can do because last semester we really struggled trying to find our feet and what we're going to do because of, you know, we couldn't meet on campus and we could have host events. And it was just very difficult trying to find, you know, find our place. And I know many other PRSA, PRSSA chapters and just many other clubs here on campus were the same way. And so I was talking to her about ways that we could host a campaign and, you know, get involved. And because normally in the past, our PRSSA would work with real clients, um, different nonprofits, different local businesses in the area. And so I'm just like, and so I was telling her that I wasn't very sure how to approach this and where to go. And she suggested working to make, work with the COVID task force to make quarantine norms nicer, you know what I mean? And donate items there. And then talking to my e-board and talking with my chapter, who's fantastic, we kind of came up with this idea to really get involved. Um, and like I said, it does sound very detailed, but at its core, it's donation drive, 
events, partnering local businesses. And that's it. And so the donation drive is going to be boxes in very central locations around uh, Quinnipiac, outside of um, the gym for where everyone gets COVID tested, outside the library, um, outside the mailroom on Rocky Top. So that's, again, they're, they're going to be collected once a week. We're working with um, members of the COVID task force to distribute them and decorate rooms and then partner with events. The events are going to be online. I think our first event is going to be a bingo night or a Jeopardy night. These aren't very insanely intricate things. Um, it's not like we're SPB and, you know, planning these fantastic, crazy nights. But it is something that people can join in on. They don't have to, but it gives them the option. I know sometimes um, talking with students who had been in quarantine housing that it's very easy to feel very cut off from the campus. Before we get away from PRSSA, I, I know the Quinnipiac chapter has received star chapter designation, I think for what the last five years running. Yes. What do you, what do you have to do to get star chapter designation? I don't have it in front of me right now, but it is, um, it's a very elite honor. Um, only it depends on how many people get it per year. Uh, I think the most has ever been is 15 chapters in the entire nation. I think last year it was five, um, but it really depends on the events you're hosting, how involved you are, and what kind of opportunities you're giving your um, members. I, I always push the um, the ideas of the networking events, the webinars, they're free, and just looking to connect with people and get those internship opportunities. One of the things that really drew, drew me to this program here at Quinnipiac, because I'm not originally from this area, was just how involved you got from the get-go. I know as I'm now looking for jobs, so many jobs ask and they want you to have three to five years experience, but you know, I've only, I'm still in school. Like I haven't had a full-time job, but I find that the experiences I've had working with real clients and working with people and making real change through PRSSA has helped me and helped me stand out when I'm applying for jobs and applying for positions. And I, I really want my entire chapter to feel the same way because again, this is something that being star chapter as well, it does give us a little edge in terms of what we're doing. Um, and you know, to other PR, PRSA members, it really makes us stand out. And that's one of the things, it's just such a fantastic opportunity. How did you get interested in majoring in public relations? When I was in high school, I was very torn between marketing and journalism. I came from a very, very small town in Pennsylvania and we didn't really have, like no one really knew what PR was, um, but I got very, very lucky where my English teacher and my marketing teacher at the time kind of sat me down and they both told me that I should look into PR. Um, one of the things I've learned here at Quinnipiac, PR really is, it's not quite communications, but it's not quite business. It's that perfect little hybrid. And that's why I love it so much. It's more writing than marketing, but it's more business than journalism. And so I, I applied PR. I was going here on a whim um, or going into this program on a whim. I wasn't really sure what I would find. And I remember taking my STC 101 class and falling in love with it. It was like a light bulb went out or went off. I was just so hooked. I remember that like seeing how the campaign comes together. And again, um, I'm, I'm now a PC for STC 101 and I'm seeing kids go through the same process. But one of the things we do in that class is we create a campaign. You know, you're in a group, but mine was a 93 page document as a first semester freshman. And that's insane looking back on it. But also I think that's why I loved it so much because it allowed me to dive right in and really figure out what it was. And that's why I think I'm now all in. I love it. I am so glad I did it. I can't imagine pursuing any other major. 
And Bryn, the other thing that I've heard about you is you were very internationally focused. Yes. That you've been abroad. You you spent a semester in France, is that correct? Uh, but also some time in Germany. Yeah. Um, yes. So I've always, I lived, I was in Germany for a bit. Um, I was part of what's called people to people. It was started back in the 1950s um, with President Eisenhower as a way to encourage students to as like exchange programs. So I did that. I got to travel to Europe. I lived in Germany for a few weeks, but that was fantastic. And that really kind of set it off. I also have to thank my, my grandparents were very big in encouraging me to travel and go abroad and that definitely kind of set the bug in me. And so I also, in terms of taking classes on a whim, I took an international business class as I needed to fill it my first semester of freshman year. And it was like a night class. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like I wasn't, I wasn't super eager about the night class, but I'm like, let's go. And again, it just, the light bulb went out, went off and I realized how much I loved it. I'm now an international business minor. I'm a French double minor. And so I did actually study abroad in France, but technically not for the full semester because I got sent home because of COVID. Um, no, it was fantastic. I, I have never felt more at home than I did just in a different country and speaking the language. I was taking courses in French. Um, I got, I actually had an internship during Paris Fashion Week. Um, it was just about a week or two before everything shut down, but it was absolutely fantastic. And that's something that's definitely shaped the way I approach things now here at Quinnipiac because everything I do, I, I really want to look at it through the broad international spectrum. And that's something that I'm really trying to get into uh, either international PR, public diplomacy. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm very indecisive in terms of where I want to go after college and where, what I want to do, but I'm really excited to figure that out. All right. Favorite place to visit outside of the United States? I'm very biased towards Paris. I will say I love that city. Um, another one, though, is Montreal. I'm a December birthday. I went for my birthday when I turned 18 and it was Christmas personified. It was the coolest place. It just snowed. Everything was all lit up. It was absolutely beautiful. You've done some internships in public relations as well. Yes. Tell me how you got those. So the very first internship I got was through a company that's no longer around. Um, I was looking for internships. Uh, the owner of the business posted about it on the Quinnipiac class of 2021 Facebook page. I applied. It was good. Um, but that was my 40-hour my one. It wasn't very involved. It was remote before everything was remote. So that was awesome. Um, the second one, though, was through, uh, it's called Soul to Soul Global. It was a company based in, or a company is based in L.A., um, I had that last semester. This internship I found through LinkedIn, actually. I was been looking for PR interns, internships, um, looking for something remote, obviously. And I happened to just connect with the CEO and the owner. And I talked to him. It was fantastic. Um, his business model was really focused on uh, providing not quite relationship counseling, but relationship betterment and self-betterment and self-improvement especially focused on um, minority and LGBTQIA plus um, couples. And that was really cool because while I am not a member of those communities, it was really awesome to learn just truly like how to work with people that aren't myself, you know what I mean? And aren't like me. Um, again, it's one of those things that I think makes me a better, a better communicator, a stronger advocate because I really got to understand diversity. And that was one of the things he asked me when I was applying. He's like, what does diversity mean to you? 
And to me, it's really amplifying the voices of people who aren't myself, unlike myself, and who have historically not had a voice. And so while in that internship, I was the very first PR intern ever. And so it was a lot of finding my way and trying to figure out what worked, what didn't work for the company. It was tough though, because a lot of what his business model was, was events that he would host. And so he was based in LA, LA is not doing very well with COVID. Um, so it was very difficult at times to plan an event, get it all together, do the, do the news releases, do the uh, media list, contact the reporters, and then it gets canceled because the state won't allow it. And so that definitely, I think, taught me resilience in terms of one of the things everyone jokes about with PR is you're always bothering journalists. You're always talking to journalists and you have to deal with rejection in terms of they're not going to respond to you because they're already very overwhelmed. And so there were times where I'd be pitching reporters all day and I'd finally get one to go and it'd be great. And we'd have the great connection. And then again, like I said, the event falls through or it gets pushed back until June of next of 2021. And so it definitely helps you kind of think on your feet a lot, but it was both very, very good experiences. And then the other one I had, um, it was actually in between the two, but it was for a week. It was during Paris Fashion Week. I was working with uh, Badgley Mishka, which is an American design company. They were having their, uh, I didn't know this about fashion yet, but um, they had their fashion show in New York, but then they brought their entire line basically to Paris. And so I was working with clients and all stuff, um, greeting them, help like helping them make orders and setting that up. And so that was a little more of the management side of PR and still an insanely cool opportunity. Do you see yourself five, 10 years down the road in the fashion industry or, or what would be your dream job to have five or 10 years down? So my dream job actually would be four years, actually three years from now, I would love to work for the Paris Olympics um, in wow. 2024. Um, obviously things are just very up in the air in terms of traveling abroad right now. I know my big thing is I don't really want to go abroad if I'm only going to be stuck in an apartment and can't really meet anyone face to face. Um, but I do know that I I do change my mind a lot. Um, my, both my parents are very much encouraged of, you know, find, find the career you love. And when you don't love it anymore, go back to school, go find the next one. You know what I mean? And I love PR for how versatile it is. There's so many aspects to PR, nonprofit, agency, corporate, government, you know what I mean? Sports, fashion, anything. And so I'm very excited to kind of hop around. That's kind of my goal. I want to hop around. I want to find new things and I want to really kind of get my hands into everything. It just, I think right now it's the process of trying to narrow it down and figure out where to start because <laughs> I am very much of, I want to do everything. And it's, I have to kind of pick one. <laughs> All right, Bryn, we are out of time on this episode of Uncommon Ground. So I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you're not aware, please check out YouTube where we have a show called Connect with Chris, where I talk to alumni from the School of Communications. Bryn, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. That was Chris Rausch interviewing Bryn Martin. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show was produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. 
Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QU Podcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, you can find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Mahi Sugebo, a third-year journalism major in the 3 Plus 1 program. Be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.